Happy Resurrection Sunday, everybody. You may have noticed we don't say Easter around here. I don't really know what Easter means. To me, Easter implies uh, rabbits that lay chocolate eggs, and I don't understand that. Um, we talk about Resurrection Sunday. Resurrection Sunday means something. Whether you're a believer in Jesus or not, we understand what resurrection means. Today we celebrate that Jesus was raised from the grave. Jesus was raised to a new life. And because of that, we can be changed. We can literally be transformed. We are also resurrected in a way, whether, whether you understand who Jesus is or not, you understand that to be resurrected means to come back to life. As Christians, we realize to be resurrected means that we get a new life. It means that we get another chance. It means to be transformed. Here's the thing that I think is crazy, though. I run into Christians all the time. And they, they talk about being believers in Jesus. They talk about going to church and they're involved and they're active and they know the language, you know, Christianese. But when I ask them, tell me your transformation story. How has Jesus changed your life? I so often get the same look back. I, I get this stare, uh, wide-eyed and open-mouthed. It's like I just asked for their bank account and password. Your password should be kept private. Your transformation story should not. Your transformation story is something that the world should know. We should be so excited, so happy to tell it. It's the God at work in us story. It isn't that we're perfect. It's that we understand that Jesus, who is perfect, loves us anyway and that our sins are forgiven. Today, Resurrection Sunday is all about celebrating the day that Jesus rose from the grave to a new life and He fulfilled God's promise of a new life for us. But here's my question. What does that mean for you? What difference does that make for you in your life? What difference does the resurrection of Jesus mean to you? Because if it doesn't make any difference, then the bunnies and the eggs and the candy and the ham dinner and the baskets with the plastic grass and the Hallmark cards, it's just another Hallmark holiday. What difference does it make to you? See, Jesus was raised to a new life so that we would also be given the opportunity to have a transformed life, literally to be a new creation. And, and it means it happens now. It doesn't happen after we die. We can literally become a new creation in this life the moment you give yourself to Jesus. We realize that's when it happens. That's how quick it happens. Jesus is there waiting for us. And it happens because He was first resurrected from the grave. What that means is that Jesus fulfilled God's promise to us that we could have a new life. The Bible also tells us something else, though. It says that when Jesus was resurrected, He went and He, he met with a lot of people. There's about 500 people, they think, that saw Jesus after the resurrection. And, and the accounts of them are in the different Gospels. And it's interesting because the resurrected Jesus didn't quite look like the Jesus before He was killed on a cross. The resurrected Jesus somehow looked different. Different. See, what we know is that the cross of Christ changes everything. To be resurrected is to be transformed. And Jesus in being resurrected was transformed. And the disciples and the people that He saw realized that. It means that He's made new Himself. That 
He was different, and we are also transformed into someone new. We are different. There's something about us that changes. People don't necessarily recognize us right away. We begin to take on a new appearance. We begin to talk differently. We begin to be interested in different things. We begin to see people and treat them differently. And we realize that we become a little bit more and more like Jesus. There is an old you, and there is a new you. The thing is, the old you doesn't like to die. The old us likes to hang on. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, the mind is where real transformation begins, and, and this is why. The first thing that happens when we encounter Jesus in a real way is we're forced to do something with that encounter. We're forced to make some kind of a decision. And the first decision we make is either we believe that he's real or we decide that he's not. It's no different than if you want to radically change something about your life. Either you decide that it's a real enough thing that you're willing to do something about it or you think that it isn't. A lot of people on New Year's, they talk about the resolution of we're going to lose weight. Well, what you have to do if you really want to lose weight is make a conscious decision to change your lifestyle and your relationship with food. That's what happens when we meet Jesus. Our mind makes us move to go from where we've been living to a new place and a new way of living in order to get us to where we want to go and to become who it is that we want to be. See, Jesus does the same thing for us, but He does it infinitely better. We change our lifestyle because we change this new relationship that we have with Jesus. But, but change can be frightening. And the very first disciples, the first folks that encountered the risen Jesus were frightened. I was reading through the gospel accounts yesterday uh, of, of Resurrection Sunday. And, and there's one where in Luke 24, the disciples are all hanging out and it says they were visiting and, and Jesus appeared among them. And they were startled and frightened because apparently Jesus didn't need to concern Himself with doors and walls. And that's not the only time that it happened. He just showed up. And so He says to them, Why are you troubled and why do doubts arise in your heart? Why? Because there was something different about Jesus. He didn't quite behave the way that He used to. Something about His physical body was different. And so He says, Here you go, take a look at my hands. Take a look at my feet. I'm real. It's really me. And then Luke says that Jesus opened their minds to understand the Scripture. See, transformation begins with the minds. Jesus understood that our transformation begins with our minds. First of all, they had to believe that it was really Him. When you encounter Jesus for the first time, you have to make the decision that you believe that He's real. And then what happens once we have that response, then we go on to understand more of who He is, and the Scripture gets opened and we begin to understand. See, when they were in the presence of the resurrected and transformed Jesus, right away they were afraid of Him. What about you? What, what is your response to the risen Christ? When someone talks to you about Jesus, if you don't have a relationship with Him, do you feel repelled? Do you turn your back? Do you say, I'm just not willing to deal with those people? What is your response to Jesus? Are you troubled? Maybe doubts arise. That, that's very common. That's common for Christians all the time. The Bible talks about that. Doubts arise because in normal life and in normal death, dead men don't walk out of the grave after three days. Being afraid is expected. It's why the Bible talks about it. When Jesus appears on the scene of your life in a real way, being afraid is common because you realize something's going to change. That's why when angels show up on earth in the Bible, it always starts out the same way. They start out saying, fear not. 
there's something awesome and, and terrifying when heaven comes through and breaks into earth. The power of God is an awesome thing and Jesus is the living power of God. And so if you've been afraid or maybe, maybe you've been walking with Jesus for a while and you still have a, a fear, it, it's okay. Don't let that send you packing in the other direction. I, I'm going to tell you a little bit of why I think that we get afraid. See, I've had those fear conversations with Jesus. I've had the conversations that, that start out with Jesus. I, I believe you. I, I have faith, God. Help me, help me where my faith stumbles. I, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. And for me, the conversations go something like this. Jesus, I'm afraid because I know that you're good. I know how awesome you are. I know how powerful you are. I know, I know what you did for me that I can't do for myself. The Bible says, Jesus, you alone on the earth are good. And I have my moments, but I'm not good, Jesus. Not like you are. And Jesus, you're really alive. You're not a part of a story. You're not a part of a fable or or a kid's Sunday school lesson. You are really alive. And, and the reason that it's awesome that you're alive is because once you died, and you died, Jesus, for me. You died for my sins. And what frightens me, Jesus, is that I, I don't feel like I'm worthy. I, I don't feel like you should have to have done that for me. I don't understand the kind of love that you would have, Jesus, that you would die for me. And now you've risen from the dead and you've been transformed to a new life and, and I know that I have to respond and I know that response is going to require me to be different. But, but when you become that real, Jesus, when you become that alive to me, I know instantly that I fall short. I fall short because it was my sin that sent you to the cross. You would never have had to rise from the grave if it hadn't been for my sin that set you to the cross in the first place. Now, I'm grateful that you did. But I feel so unworthy. It's because of me you died. And Jesus, you alone are good. And Jesus, I know me. I know you know me, Jesus, but I know me. I, I know my heart. I know the things I want to do. I know the man I want to be. But I know who I am and I know what I do. I know what I think and I know what I say. And I, and I know what's really in me. I know what I wish I could say sometimes. And when I'm compared to you, I'm not good. And that's what frightens me. That I'll never be good enough for you. My, my fear, Jesus, is that someday maybe you'll see the real me. And you won't love me anymore. And then I read in the Bible. In God's Word to us in Hebrews. In Hebrews 10 it says, We've been sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once and for all. It means that you and I truly are simply not good enough. We won't be. But because of the sacrificial death of Jesus on the cross for our sins and for, because of His resurrection, we've been sanctified. Being good isn't the point. Being sanctified is the, means that we've been made holy. Not because of what we do, not because we're good, not because we try hard, not because we, we do more good things than bad things, but because of what was done for us. Jesus makes us good. Jesus makes us holy. We move from being a sinner in the eyes of God who is truly unworthy of anything but death to being a saint who is given the opportunity for a new life and to be a new creation. And God no longer sees us as sinners. God sees us as saints. When we meet Jesus and our life begins to change, there's, there's no going back to who we used to be. The old us does everything it can to hang on because it's what we know. It might be a miserable life, but it's the life that we know. 
See, but it's the Holy Spirit in us that makes the new person in us possible. We fight it. Sin, sin doesn't like to be taken captive. A few weeks ago, I asked some of our people here at the open door to be really vulnerable. I asked them to be brave, probably more brave than most of them have ever been. I said, I, I need you to be extremely brave if you would. I asked them to tell their transformation story this morning. Because Resurrection Sunday is all about transformation. It's the transformation that's possible in you and I because of the new life that Jesus has when He's raised from the grave. So what you're about to witness is the power of God literally at work in ordinary people just like you. People who aren't perfect, but they are forgiven, and they know that they have been forgiven by a resurrected Jesus in a very personal way, and He is perfect. They have doubts. They have fears. No doubt they've had some of the similar conversations to what I told you I have. But they've been transformed by Him. What you're about to see is resurrected power. The resurrection power of Jesus at work in human lives, human hearts, and human minds. Give this a watch. Folks, this isn't Resurrection Sunday the way that it's always been anymore, is it? We've never had one like this in our country. We've never had churches empty and people having to worship alone at home with family. It's a different day and it's time for a different response. That wasn't our idea. We got it from someone else and someone else probably got it from someone else as well. But you know what? It's the right idea. And it's time for a movement. It's time for us as Christians to step out of the shadows from the safety of our private religion and our quiet faith. And it's time to make a statement of the power that we have in Jesus that is even greater than the fear that we have of the unknown. It's time for a movement that changes the culture that we live in, that changes it in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to ask something of all of you. I have no idea how many of you are watching right now, and so I'm going to ask this of every single one of you. I'm going to ask us to flood you with your two-picture testimony. All you need is a handful of words. It's who you were before Jesus became real to you, and now who are you now that Jesus is real? It doesn't mean that you're not still struggling. It doesn't mean you don't still deal with sin. It, it doesn't mean that maybe the issue that you had before isn't still a stronghold in your life. But you know what? By the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit working in you, you're moving in a different direction. You're a new creation. So what I'm going to ask is, share with us your personal resurrection, new creation in Christ, two picture testimonies. And in a bit, I'm going to get back in with you and you're going to see how it is that you can get them to us online. You can send them in. All you need to do is send us two pictures. And if you do that, we're going to take it as your permission that we can use those images online in this movement of Jesus among us. There is a world out there that is dying because they don't know Jesus. And they're more afraid of death than they've ever been because it's knocking on our doors.
And you know, the one thing that we've got in the Christian church is we've got Jesus and we have got the One who defeated death. And those testimonies that you have, those two picture testimonies, can become a movement that literally changes the world around us. So let's be agents of social change, not just be people who have to social distance. We can do this. We can truly make a difference in the world around us. Winston Churchill said, it's not enough to have lived. We should be determined to live for something. So what about you? What are you going to live for? What is it? So Jesus is alive. What difference does it make to you? Make a stand. Make a statement. Will you live for the one that died for you? Will you allow yourself to be transformed by the one who rose again? Will you be brave and courageous and tell the world your Jesus story? Will you invite Jesus to change you from the inside out? Today isn't just Resurrection Sunday. Today could be your transformation day. Today you can invite Jesus to resurrect you from the ashes of your life that sin has created and making you a new creation. All you need to do is believe. Believe and accept His gift of salvation. It's as simple as this. It's as simple as praying this very simple prayer. Jesus, I believe in You. I'm a sinner and I accept Your free gift of salvation and beginning right now, I want to live my life for You. If you are ready, if today's your day, then right where you are, bow your head. Jesus knows where you are. God is watching you. Pray this prayer. All you've got to do is pray it with me in your mind. That's enough. Jesus, I believe in you. I'm a sinner and I accept your free gift of salvation. And beginning right now, I want to live my life for you. Thank you, Jesus. Today is the day that you can begin to do what you were lovingly created by God to do. And that's this. Happy Resurrection Sunday, folks.